All right. All right. So welcome to uh, our social media and email marketing 101. If you are an expert, expert social media marketer or communicator, this is probably not the class for you. But if you want to learn like some basics and how to improve and elevate these areas of ministry, which they are ministry, then you are in the right class. So do I have like Anybody who's like a high, high level expert that wants to take my spot? Or are you guys all kind of like in a spot where you're learning? Does that sound about right? Okay, good. That was, that was the goal. <laughs> and before we get started, um, my name is Shannon Velser. My husband and I uh, planted North Star Community Church in Coon Rapids, Minnesota uh, 13 years ago. It's weird. It feels like our church is still like a little kid, almost like our children. And you're like, how are they 13? Or how are they, as your kids get older, it seems strange. Um, but so my husband and I pastored uh, that church, uh, I work as executive pastor, and we are having a lot of fun in ministry. Um, I also, uh, my, my story is that I actually went to school for business and um, got saved while I was in college. So my plan was never to be in ministry, but I love it. And I love that God had that plan for my life. But I do bring a lot of practical business into the ministry because that's just my background. Um, and I have been working, uh, I work in our church, but I've also done consulting and side work with digital marketing. So this is kind of a passion of mine. I feel like, especially in ministry, our stories are so important. And we are, as pastors, as leaders, uh, anybody who has a passion for Jesus, like our stories are the greatest gift that we have to share. And the greatest, one of the greatest evangelism tools that are available are going to be our digital areas, right? And so how many of you guys, just a raise of hands, how many of you guys manage a social media or an email list for uh, a group, whether it's a church or a business? How many of you are currently managing something like that? Okay. And how many of you are overseeing the management of that? Maybe you're kind of watching the communications in a place. Okay. So... We're going to go into some of that. I'm going to stay away from the trends. First, we're going to talk about social media. Um, I'm going to stay away from the real trendy aspects of it because that's constantly changing, kind of like any, any technology world. The trends are pretty quick moving. And I'm just going to talk to you about some of the most basic fundamentals because if I'm honest, so I, I am employed to manage social media and I also oversee the social media and we don't have anybody at our church who actually does this full time. Um, and so I have to really stick to the basics because my time is limited. And I do think that um, the trends are constantly changing. So if we get the basics down and then we can find um, some help with the trending things with those people who are just creatives, who love the trends, who can spend like a good amount of time on a reel or a video or something, which I just don't have the capacity to do in this season of my life, then if we keep them aligned with our values and the vision and the mission, and, and I'll get into what those are um, or how to, how to craft those, then I think it's a really great marriage of finding people, surrounding yourself with creativity. But, but as leaders, we want to really make sure that we have the basics in place before we just start jumping onto trends here and trends there, right? Okay, so um, I'm going to talk first about, you have notes in front of you, the basic tenets of social media. So social media 101. Um, how many of your churches have a full-time, I think, did I just ask this? I asked if you were. How many of you, your churches have somebody who's on staff focused only on social media, whether it's you or somebody else? Okay, that's amazing. Okay. Most of us don't, right? And that is the norm, guys. That is the norm. And so what my first piece of advice is, if you don't have finances to hire a social media manager, then create and gather a team, okay? We do have creatives in our ministries. We do have young people who love this stuff. And we also have um, people of different ages that understand maybe some of the values of communication, how to communicate appropriately, how to communicate wisely. Uh, social media can get a lot of places in trouble. I actually, um, if we don't practice wisdom with it, I actually, we were having... Um, this summer, we were having a lunch with some pastors. They pastor a very large church, and they had over 400 people leave their church over an accidental post by a young social media manager. And I've heard that from other pastors of places. So, so if you're not the young, creative, trendy person, but you're the wisdom in the room like that, they need to come together. And I actually said to them, 
So do you have a 22-year-old, and I mean this not offensively to any of our young people, but do you have somebody really young but not somebody maybe who's been seasoned in communication or how people receive information overseeing them? And they said, that's exactly what happened. And I said, yes. So there's a place for, I'm the seasoned one, so I can say that. Um, so if you don't have a social media marketer on your or manager, gather a team. I would say that people on your team, you should have somebody who's the wisdom, right? Who understands communication, who understands the audience and how audiences can receive information. So the error with, with I'll, I won't, um, I'm going to be very careful how I tell the story, but some of the stories I have heard have been around controversial situations, issues, and they didn't, the, the person managing didn't understand the um, significance of symbolism, the significance of maybe language, the significance of, and it, and it caused problems. So, so if you, um, if you have creative people, you still have to have that, that person who's overseeing that team and going, hey guys, but we gotta remember, we, we are wise with our language, we are wise with our imagery, we are, we are you know, mindful and careful. Um, so you, you have a team, you get somebody on, on a team, I would say, if I had a perfect team, which right now our church has a really great team, I have somebody who oversees reels, videos, stories, that's like a big, big commitment of time, right? Then I have another person who works on posting, and that's something that is just takes a lot of time to put posts out there. Um, and then, and then the third person is me. I'm just kind of working on the strategy, working on what, what we put out there, the language that we use, the things that we're we're focusing on, and kind of the big picture of the operations or the organization, what's getting out there communication-wise. So that's the first step. Get a team around you. Do not try to do this by yourself. It takes way more time than it looks like. And it is very, and, and creative work, when you're doing it alone, becomes very exhausting. So you do need to get yourself with a creative person or two because it can become really fun when you have some creative thinkers in the room with you. But if you're trying to do this by yourself, you will run out of concepts, you will run out of creative ideas, and your page will fall flat because you're gonna fall flat because it's just hard to be creative in, a, you know, in, um, by yourself. So the next thing I would challenge you to do, whether you're um, implementing social media, and then we'll kind of, I'll, I'll throw in email marketing with this because they are similar. They're just two different formats of communication. Um, what you should be doing, which I encourage, is lead monthly content creation meetings. So if you guys see the social media content calendar that I gave out, this is just an example, okay? This is, this is just very, very, um, this has all seven days of the week in our church and in the business that I do, we do five days a week. Uh, I, don't, I don't need to be on there every single day. So posting is something that I would say three to five, depending on how active or big your organization is, or five to six days a week. You want, you want a post on there and then every you know, day or two you want some stories, some videos, some things that are keeping it active. Um, but when you have a content creative meeting, you can look at your church calendar and you can actually say, what do we need to highlight? What do we need to make sure that our audience gets the information um, about this? And what are some things that are really important that we get out there? Because it is, it, it is funny, very few people are checking the you know, listening to the announcements or checking the things that we put out there. They really are checking social media for in information, for links. They don't even go to websites as much anymore. They go right to social media. So it is an important way um, to communicate. Uh, within that content creation, I think it would be really helpful if you do email marketing, and I'm gonna get to that in the second half of this. Anybody who says email is old school needs to just, I'm gonna just challenge you Social media is very, very um, unstable. It can be, who owns social media? Your church does not own its social media. In one moment, the algorithm can change. In one moment, they can shut a page down. In one moment, you can lose all of your contacts, all of your communication. So if you're banking all of your information on social media, it's very unstable. Um, Algorithms can change, ownership can take over, values can change in the ownership. Uh, I got permission to share this story from Susie Larson. She has a huge, uh, huge audience on social media and um, she recently was sharing that her social media page was hacked 
And in one instant, she lost her followers. Uh, we have a woman in our church, 30,000 member Facebook page. In one instant, she lost it all. Like they just took it and they shut it down. So for those of you who are like email, old people check email, nobody checks email. You know who owns email? You do. You own your email, okay? They can't take that from you. So as old school as it may be, it is actually very important. And if you look at the most successful digital marketers on the planet, they all bank on their email marketing list, okay? So it is not as old school as you think. I watch our list, I have a 45% open rate. 30% open, open rate is good. 45% of the people are checking that. Well, that's really helpful in case the algorithm changes and nobody sees anything I put out on social media, not because I'm not doing my job, but because something switched on their end. Um, Twitter, we're seeing that. I mean, it just, it's so, it's so, so with Susie Larson's, they literally shut down her page. They got in, they hacked it. it she lost all of her ministry contacts and it took them with, with connections to Washington DC, which <laughs> she has, they, they got it back in two months. That's still two months of not having any contact with your ministry people. So if you're based solely on that, like it's super, it's not wise. And so it's great and it's a tool, but it is not the only tool, okay? Um, because again, they own it, the algorithms can change, they can shut you down. Susie actually said I could share this with, with the class because I asked her, I said, can I share this with the class I'm teaching? Because she was talking about it. And she said, yeah, she said they're actually going after Christian organizations. Hackers are right now currently targeting Christian organizations to shut their pages down. So just let it be known, <laughs> like it isn't active. What happened with her is that they got through her husband's account onto their page because he's an administrator on their page. And make a note of this as an aside, for your social media pages, make sure that the two-step authorization process is in place because that means that it's protected. So if somebody who's on the outside is trying to come in and hack your page, if they don't get a code to enter and it's an unknown user, then they can't get in. So what happened is that they went through his personal page to their ministry page, and then they got, they made him um, an admin of one of their pages, which then gave them access to his personal credit card. So now his personal credit card has been stolen from. It literally was a digital company in China that was paying for their social media ads off of her husband's credit card, okay? So if you have a successful social media page, like you wanna have some of these authors, cause you are the one they're gonna target the page through. So uh, immediately she also said you can call your cell phone company um, and let them know I do social media management or I am a public figure and they will actually put another safeguard through your cell phone because the way that they're getting into our social media pages is through our phones. Cause when do we do half of our social media work? It's on our phones. Is, it, I, I don't know about straight talk. She was with, uh, I believe it was Verizon, and she said it took them five minutes to call in and just say, but check with your cell phone yeah. company and just let them know, hey, I manage accounts, I need a security, and they will add it. They actually are glad when we do that because it's saving them a lot of cleanup work. So, so just not to freak you out, but it's like a real thing. So if you are connected to pages or if you have an active public page and you are associated with any kind of groups, right now Christianity is the Christian, Christian groups they are targeting. So that's an aside. Um, but that also highlights why when I get to the email marketing, it really is important that we are not fully only based through different platforms that we have no rights or privileges in. Like we are all, we are all connected to them. They own it, not us. So we do need to keep our digital contacts in other places so that if anything were to change that we don't lose all of these ministry contacts we've been building. So very important. So the next thing, which platform do I use? Well, where does your target market hang out the most? <laughs> um, I, I just want to ask, which pages are you guys the most active on? Just throw it out there. You don't even have to. Facebook with Reels. All right, Facebook. Instagram. Mm -hmm. And of course, TikTok. And what? TikTok. Okay, TikTok. Okay, so there's not a right or wrong answer to this. It is really, where is your target market? So the digital work that I do at the doctor's office, he doesn't want to deal with young people because he's, he's, he's cash only. He doesn't work with insurance. So he's like, I need people with money. Where are the people with money? They're on Facebook still, believe it or not. You know, That's still where they reside. So he's like, 
I don't, I don't care. Now we're getting into Instagram more, but because that age, that demographic on Instagram is getting, um, it's growing in, in older ages. But when it was first out, he was like, those people can't afford my services. <laughs> like this is hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a monthly. I don't need you on there. I need you over here. Um, that switch, now that target demographic is on both places. So now we're on both, both um, we're in both areas. Um, a leadership coach that we know, he works with business executives only. He coaches business leaders. He's on Twitter, 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 Twitter. Well, that's where a lot of business leaders do hang out. LinkedIn, that's huge for business leaders, okay? So, um, and, and other areas too, but that's great for certain types of people. So where is your target market, market hanging out? And also, why are they there, right? So on Instagram, they're not there for Twitter information. They're there for fun, for imagery, for inspiration, for visuals. Um, they are not there. I'm going to close this door. No, it's okay. Um, for Facebook, it's, it's a little bit of everything. Facebook is kind of like a mixture of Twitter and Instagram, I guess. Sometimes they want to see your posts. Sometimes they want to see your images. Um, but it's a little bit of everything. So the question to ask yourself is where is that market that I'm trying to communicate the most? Where are they spending the most time? So if you are trying to develop a platform, my recommendation is start with one and just stay super consistent. So to use business language, like for the doctor's office, before a person is going to come through your church doors, they are going to pre-shop you, okay? So they are going to pre, in the doctor's office, it's pre-qualify themselves. They're gonna look at your pages or your handles and say, I like this or I don't. And they're going to decide, not as much based off of your website, that is a place people will go, even for a doctor's office where they have to fill out intake information online, they still are looking at social media to get the culture, to get the, what does it feel like? What does it look like? How does it, uh, what will it be like to be a patient there? So for your pages, I always encourage people, do not try to make it look so different, like so perfect, so social media perfect, that when people come into your church doors, they think they're walking into a mega church or they think they're walking into a really great community-based church and it's the opposite, right? Like truly try to accurately represent who you are because there's no good or bad. All of our churches have something really wonderful to offer. It's Jesus, but there's also every church has a unique culture. And so the ability to really communicate the culture of your church clearly and accurately, of course, you don't want to put bad imagery out there. You don't want to put bad stuff out there, but like, so do a good professional job. But my encouragement is just try to stay as closely aligned with like what it is that, so that when people walk in, they're not in culture shock. Like, oh, I did not realize that your church was this or that. You know, try to be accurate in what you're presenting because we really can all present just about anything we want on social media and it doesn't have to be real or true. And that, it's just, the bigger the difference between reality and what we're presenting, the, the bigger the culture shock is for the person coming in. And again, you have valuable things to offer. So we don't need to look like every other church. We need to look like our churches, right? So um, I'm gonna, how many of you guys are familiar? Now I'm gonna talk about just a couple really practical, kind of boring stuff, but it's gonna save you as content creators or people helping content creators. This is going to save you a lot of time and this is gonna save you a lot of um, your health, I would say, because I think it's really unhealthy to be online all the time. And one of the greatest, <laughs> one of the greatest things that I've heard from people who are really well known in the digital marketing uh, world is that they're actually not on it very much because the more you're on it, the less you can produce clear, creative quality stuff. So I'm very careful. I don't spend a lot of time on it personally. I go in, you guys are gonna laugh, but somebody, I heard a digital marketer on a podcast say, don't get high on your own supply, okay? So basically, if I'm too busy consuming everybody else's content, I'm losing my own voice. I'm losing why I'm showing up. I'm losing what I need to communicate. Uh, and also I'm losing a lot of my time. So I go on there for some creative, but I monitor how much time I spend on it because it's very addictive. And, um, and it does kind of suck your own, you know, your own time. And so it's really healthy to, I'm gonna share how to use Meta Business Suite. Are you guys familiar with that? Okay, if you are creating social media content, you really want to make sure that you start using something called Meta Business Suite, okay? 
Uh, you can Google, I'm not gonna go into all the details of how to set it up, it's pretty easy. To, to, you can download an app, there's an app on your phone, Meta Business Suite, connect it to your accounts. Your Facebook can connect to your Instagram, okay? So that when you post on one, it can post on the other. Now, if you're like high level social media, which again, none of us have like full-time social media marketers, so we're not, we're not paying people big bucks to make our, our stuff amazingly perfect, um, but we wanna have a presence. Um, you know, you would, you would wanna differentiate a little bit of what you post on Facebook versus Instagram, but if you're just starting out and you wanna have a presence on both, then connect them together because then they are looped. When you post on one, it posts on the other. It's just a time saver so you don't have to double post. But when you get into Meta Business Suite, you can actually go in, I believe it's under Insights, there'll be a whole, um, I wish I would have had a better way to show you guys, but if you Google this, it's very clear, you get in there, you can start to pre-schedule your posts that you create, okay? So what I challenge everybody to do is to pre-schedule your social media, set aside maybe an hour a week that you start to create content, but you're sitting down in that one hour, you're scheduling the post, you're looking at your calendar that you've created, you're starting to add images, create posts. Um, that, that saves a ton of time to be able to be on there for one hour at a time. That's what, that's what all of these people who look like they're active on there, the most active people are the least active sometimes on their pages. They're doing it in chunks, they're creating storylines, they're pre-scheduling them, and then they're not really looking at it until they're re-engaging with it. So um, you can pre-schedule, you can actually go back in, um, in Meta Business and you can read, it's, um, under, it's uh, under Insights as well. It can give you a report every seven days, every 28 days, any kind of report you want. It'll just show you graphs of what is trending well on your page. You can look back and go, oh wow, we have 20 new page followers. I just had a young lady in our church who is much better at the reels and the videos than I am. I don't even like doing that, I'm gonna be honest. I don't enjoy it because it's too time consuming, but she's super creative. She started doing this three weeks ago. Our page is up a thousand percent because of her reels, okay? Because she's really gifted at it. And she started, we had 20 new Instagram followers in like seven days. That's a, like for a church, we're a church of 350. That is like a lot of people for a church our size. And this is a volunteer, okay? So she's just killing it, right? Um, that you can look at that stuff and you can also see where are my followers coming from? Are they organic? Are they from my area? Are they from, <laughs> you know, another country? Like where am I gathering? Cause that is important to know. Like where are my followers? Who is engaging with us? Where are they coming from? So that can tell you, are you reaching your local community? Are you reaching your target audience? Maybe it's not your local community. Maybe it is an international community. And you can say, I have 15 people from Argentina that just jumped on. Like if that's a, uh, missions connection you have or something. So you can look at that. It is all through Meta Business Suite, okay? Facebook pages. Um, Pre-schedule it. I encourage you to do batch work, okay? So you have a once a month media meeting, a social media or content creation meeting. You delegate different things. Somebody is doing Canva, for example. That's the next one. Um, batch work it. So it's like this person is doing posts. This person is coming up with images. This person is going to do reels and stories. Like you can really get a lot done without just burdening yourself and you can give room for creativity because uh, creativity takes time. Um, how, how many of you are familiar with Canva? as a graphic, okay, yes, come on. Canva is free for nonprofits. It makes you look so much better than you are. <laughs> it's like, it's like I don't even know the analogy. Um, but Canva is a great free resource for nonprofits. It is, they have tons of just any kind of images you need for Good Friday, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, whatever it is that you need, they have a graphic for you, okay? You can even create your, you can upload your logo for your ministry, you can upload the color scheme of your branding of your ministry, so our colors are black, white, and teal, so it will start to put your branding colors in. Um, that is just super helpful for time. And then the last thing I put on here is WhatsApp. How many of you are familiar with WhatsApp? Okay. Everybody who I've, 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 like, bridging the gap, they just went to Kenya and they were trying to gather images for putting together a video for uh, the Thrive Conference. And they were like, how do we get this to each other? I said, just put all of your imagery. So what we use is WhatsApp. I have a social media thread for the business that I work with. I have a social media thread for our church. 
You can through Canva or Slack or whatever your preferences, but WhatsApp is kind of, I find to be the <laughs> least um, difficult to use, okay? And again, there's no cost. Sometimes Slack can cost money. Um, that one, I have everybody on our social media team on that thread on WhatsApp. I also have photographers in our church who are volunteers. Again, we are a church that does not have money to pay people like professionals. So I have two to three people uh, that are constantly on Sunday mornings putting just pictures in. So I have the kids people that are good with photography, like a couple of lead kid workers that I know. They're really great with pictures. By the way, if you're taking pictures of children, you need authorization from the parents. So just make sure you have them when they're signing up for your kids' ministry. Can they opt out or opt in? You kind of have to be aware of that. It gets harder as your church gets bigger, I'm sure, but like manage that. You can get in big trouble for putting pictures. If you're not sure about it, they can creatively take pictures where they kind of blur out the faces and they just see the teacher or you're from the back of the room and they're all facing the teacher. I can put the backs of heads up, things like that. So just be creative with that. Um, you, you know your church culture, you know your people, you know how they'll feel about things, but just be mindful with ch children. Um, so we have volunteer photographers. We have some people who come in with their cameras every Sunday and take great pictures. They all download it onto WhatsApp. I have people who, for example, we did an, a reel, you can look at our church page at NSTAR Community. Very simple, like this is like anybody in this room could do this. We just had people from our church take videos at home, some adults, some kids, some older, some younger, different people, take videos saying, we wanna see you, we wanna see you, we wanna see you, right? All these different, different homes, different people. Then this young lady who does reels took that video, took all the different videos that we downloaded into our WhatsApp, and she made a really cute promotion for Easter with our church people that are all in different places saying, we want to see you. And at the end, it's our kids pastor. We want to see you for Easter this Sunday. It looked great. It was really great. Um, and it was so manageable. We had zero budget and we had a day and she did it in a day. We just, she communicated with some families, send us this kind of a video. She put it together. It had like 1,500 views in the first, you know, that's awesome, that's great. Like, that's very manageable for all of us to do. But you do have to be organized and you do have to have a vision. So you have to have some people helping you out and you have to have some vision. Um, so you can use WhatsApp. Uh, talk a little bit about keeping your branding consistent on your social media. The one thing that this monthly meeting is very helpful for is that we are able to have a consistent voice. So you don't want somebody, and what I mean by voice is this. There's professional. The way that I write on a doctor's page is very different than the way that I write on our church page, right? We're fun, we're engaging, we're community focused on our church page. The doctor's office, it's professional, it's families, it's health, it's a little more serious, a little bit more uh, it's just a different tone, okay? Um, I'm doing some email marketing for an event we're doing with a gym in town called Loco Fit. They're super fun, it's a women's gym. It's super sassy, it's super, hey ladies, right? So we talk differently in different audiences. The way you talk to a youth audience is the way uh, different than you talk to a senior's room, right? So, so be aware of the voice that your church has. How does your voice communicate? What is your culture? Um, Develop a consistency of voice with your team. Uh, I use this example on there. So for the, the doctor's page, it's called Essentials of Life. Well, we call our kids at Essentials of Life ELC Littles because we see 30% of, um, of our patients are under the age of 18. So we talk a lot about that because it's kind of unusual. Our ELC Littles, our ELC Mamas, <laughs> ELCers, okay, at North Starts, it's NCC, uh, North Star Community Church, things like that. So you kind of have your language that you don't even maybe realize that you use. Start developing that language on your, your church pages or your ministry pages so that people kind of get familiar with that. Um, there is a hack you can use for like emojis. I uh, put it down here, emojicopy.com. Who wants to sit and search through all those emojis, right? There's like a million, like so it takes for way too long. I open up a separate tab while I'm pre-scheduling things. I type in the emoji I'm looking for. It comes right up. I copy it. I paste it. I put it over. It takes me five seconds to find 5,000 images, right? So now with our emojis, I will say emojis 
are kind of fun. You don't want to overdo it. It's kind of like the person who uses an exclamation point after every sentence. You start to sound crazy if you use too many emojis, okay? So, so use it sparingly, but kind of use it. Um, I also challenge you on your posting or even with email marketing, use a little bit of it, but also use a lot of white space, okay? White space is your friend. <laughs> white space is your friend. People will only read so much, so leave white space in there. Leave blanks. Use bullet points. Use things like that. Um, so emoji copy, that can, again, use a similar, for the health office, I'm always using the strong one because the, the main doctor is a bodybuilder. So I'm always like doing the muscle thing, right? Like it just goes with our culture. Um, and I'm using the heart one with, the, with uh, some of the family, some of the kids. So there's just certain things that I use in different contexts. Um, I use the prayer one for the church, <laughs> you know, the praying hands and the praise hands, we use those. Um, colors and style, we talked about that language, we talked about that. Next thing. Pillars of social media. So this is a part of your planning for social media, for email marketing. You want to establish like three to five pillars with your social media team. The first thing is make sure that they align with your culture, values, vision, and mission. And like I said earlier, make sure that you're representing your church well and as accurately as possible in a positive, good light, but also accurately. So here are some examples of pillars. So when you look at this content creation calendar, you can see there are certain things that are reoccurring on here. Growth track is a really big part of our church. So you'll see an ongoing calendar scheduling of talking about growth track, okay? Another thing, small groups. So you'll see uh, organized, uh, an organization of small groups within there. Um, you'll also see upcoming Mother's Day stuff. So before you have big events, you wanna start engagement on what you're doing online. Um, so that's another one you'll see, transformation stories. Um, those are stories of what God is doing through our dream team, through our ministries, in our church. Another one you'll see, People are do not, I'll, I'll challenge you guys with this. Do not just post events on your pages because that's actually not very engaging. It's an important piece, it's an important pillar, but what are you there to add value to your page? So one of the ways you can add value is stories, right? Have any of you heard of Donald Miller's Building Your Story Brand? Okay, if you like communications, if you like marketing, I really challenge you, read that book. Actually, Craig Rochelle just interviewed Donald Miller on his last podcast. Donald Miller's Building a Story Brand, really 30-second synopsis, is basically stories sell, okay? People feel when you're markety and they don't like it, but they love stories. They specifically love transformation stories. They love stories where somebody has a problem and something amazing happened. How many of you guys like love the underdog stories? Those are my favorite. Like any movie, anybody's life where it's like that one we didn't see coming and wow, what did God do? Those are the most engaging stories and we have the best stories of any pages out there. We have Jesus stories. We have stories of transformation. In the doctor's office, I have to really come up with these stories. In a church, and, and not because they're not helping people, they really are, but like transformation stories in churches are really easy to find. What did God do in their life? How can I tell that story? So stories do sell, they engage. What are some of the stories you can tell about what God is doing in the lives of people, on your dream teams, in your ministry teams? The next example of a pillar will be the culture. We, are, we kind of talked about this a lot. I love on Saturday and Sunday and Monday, we do more culture stories, more culture pictures. What happens in a ministry kids room? What happens in our services? What does our worship look like? What does my husband preaching look like? He's an expressive preacher. There's always a picture like this, okay? Because that's just his style. If you don't like that, you're not gonna like our church, you know? If you want, if you want like a laid back, like more of a stays behind the pulpit, like, don't, you know, you're going to see his style, right? Um, by, by even the pictures they get of him communicating. Um, events, like I said, events are good. People come there for them. But just be careful that's not all you're posting because or sharing because that just gets a little bit to feel like Sunday morning announcements if we're not careful, okay? <laughs> and I don't mean that in a good way. <laughs> um, community and cross-promotion. If you are connected in your community and there are groups that your church is associated with, be sure to give them social media shout outs, okay? You will actually extend the reach that their audience has. Um, 
and you will bring that audience to your page when you tag them, when you highlight them. You will actually bring people to your page and you will bring your people to their audience, which is part of a partnership, right? So just partner with that. Be mindful and promote other people. Like it's, it's a good thing to do. If you, if you already value the organization, promote them. Um, holidays and values. Well, like <laughs> uh, if you were, um, I, I would just say as, as churches, we're going to celebrate Easter. We're going to celebrate Christmas, Good Friday. Like um, we celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day. What are some of the things that are val valuable? Now, um, I used to work, I uh, was involved with a Spanish-speaking ministry. There were different holidays that we celebrated, right? We, so, so what are the values? What are the things that your ministry is associated with? Make sure to, you know, celebrate those on your page. And then lastly, discipleship. So... This is what encouragement, scriptures. Um, we have somebody who takes notes from what John says on a Sunday and then she reshares them. And she just did one, if you look at our page, it had like, I think it was like 100 likes and like eight or nine shares just because it encouraged somebody what he said on a Sunday morning. She only repeated what he said in the sermon. So she took really good notes and just rewrote it. But it, and she took a picture of him preaching, but it just was an encouragement to the people. And it was really cool how many people who didn't go to our church liked it and engaged with it. Um, as a quick aside, if you wanna build your page on Facebook, if somebody likes your page and you're in Facebook Manager, you can go click on it and you can see who liked your page and then you can invite them to follow the page by just clicking invite, invite, invite. I did this for like our district page and our Bridging the Gap page and we got like so many, like because they didn't know that. So I just went through, I'm literally inviting like, I, I would bet like I just ran out of time. There were so many that hadn't been invited to, to like the page. Like probably hundreds of people in the few, like three, four days where I kept doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I started noticing that, uh, at least for us, it's under the thing on Tuesday. There's actually a thing, like on Wednesday, it'll show up, you know, hey, so many people liked stuff from your page. Yeah. Click this. And as far as I know, I haven't done it yet, uh, but it'll just send out invites to everyone automatically. Oh, so, okay. So there you go. I haven't even seen. This is the fun thing. I will say the fun slash hard thing about it is that part of what I was saying in the beginning, it can all change quickly. It all changes quickly. So, okay, that's good to know. Thank you. Right, yeah. I haven't checked it. Maybe it just takes it you to that page that you were just mentioning. Uh -huh. But uh, that's something to keep in mind. It's, yeah, and then on Instagram, you want to follow back people. Um, with the church page, I'm careful who we follow back because there are spammers out there that might yeah. be like, seductive ladies and I'm like oh can't follow that page and, you know like be mindful of who you're following because you just don't know I did that once and I had to unfollow it and then one time I tagged something for a food truck and it was not a food truck business I mean I didn't post it but like what pulled up the name of the food truck was very very close to a porn place very close and so when you start to type in, I know, right? Thank you, Jesus, that I noticed that and did not tag a porn place on the church page. But like, be mindful of that because I started to type it and it did it like five times. Every time I tried to tag that this food truck was coming to our church and tag their business, the th first, like, it'll go like with the first three letters and then it'll just start pulling things up. It was very similar. So just be careful. <laughs> I'm so glad that I got that because that would have been a story. Um, <laughs> I would have told that one on leadership blooper panel or something, but it was like, it just, it was just very close. And I've had that problem with like tagging other businesses for the doctor's office. It's like, oh, there's another fitness place in town and you write fitness in and it's like fitness and over. Oh wait, that's not that fitness, it's this one. So just kind of pay close attention, but follow people back, build your page. Um, Don't you invite, or you get, if you send an invite for them to like, so then every time you post, do they get notifications? Yes, then, they be, then it just builds the reach of your page. Um, and so if you, if you look through, I put it on, I believe it's the first page here. Um, if you want to measure metrics that matter on your social media are the new page likes and follows and the reach. So that can tell you like how many people are you reaching? Is it growing or is it diminishing? It's just really simple. You can look at a 28 day report and it'll go up or down. After Easter, like it's going to be a natural decline for us because 
there's not as much, Easter is the, like the Super Bowl of church. So we're gonna have the most engagement at Easter and Christmas. So it's sometimes you also know there's gonna be ebbs and flows, but if you're like in like the fall, well, and if it just keeps declining, 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 and you're like, this is actually time churches pick up, then you can kind of look at your page and go, what are we not doing? What are we, how are we, how are we not connecting with our audience? It's very easy. It's something that with, with that doctor's office, I sit down every month and I have to show them, here's my report. Here's how I'm doing, you know? And it's just, are we growing or are we decreasing? It's very, it's a, and it's just for us, it's just information. Like, oh, we're, we're doing these transformation stories, but they're not engaging with them. Maybe we need to do them differently or something. So, okay. And then before we get into email marketing, I feel like there's so much information with this. I, I feel like it can be overwhelming. Do you guys have any questions? Is it a little overwhelming? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Once we download it, where do we go? Um, you put it on your phone. It's an app. So Meta Business Suite. And if you want after class, I can look at it with you guys. It's kind of, it's, it's a little bit. Oh, isn't it? Okay. Well, when, you, when you're in there, you can connect to the social media pages that you manage. So if you're an admin or an owner of a page, you can connect the Meta Business Suite. So I can pull up, um, I can pull that up at any time. And so can the owner of the, the doctor's office, because I work for him, uh, he can manage me in terms of looking at my reports. I also can look at our church's page and manage our team and go, hey, it's doing great, or hey, we're doing awful, you know? So it's just a tool, um, but like, I don't know if you guys can see my phone or not, but like, I'm in a meta business suite, and then on the left-hand side, here's all the accounts that I have access to manage. So you see, I can just go, oh, I'm gonna click on Northstar. It'll, if, oh, the internet doesn't work down here, you're right. Okay, so I can click on different pages and look at it, and then it'll give me reports, feedback, what's going on with that page. Um, and then, let's see, does that kind of help a little bit? You can also, with Meta Business or with WhatsApp, you can go, you can log in. I prefer to use both. Uh, for WhatsApp, you can log in on your laptop and actually get all the videos. You don't have to do it. That's the nice thing about it. It's like if you have somebody who's making videos for you at your church and they do it on their laptop on like a, a program, they can get WhatsApp right online. They can download the videos. They can download uh, the person who's doing Canva from you can download the Canva pictures into Canva from WhatsApp. So it's on your phone. So I can take pictures on a Sunday morning, put it in a WhatsApp, and then the lady who wasn't even there Sunday morning but runs a part of our posting can get that image and create a post from it. And we never have to be in the same place. Does that make sense? And she can put it into the graphics. So it's just a super easy way to get a lot of information in us one spot. Did you talk about like uh, engaging with your audience as well, posting and ghosting? Oh, go ahead. I didn't, but I think you know enough about it. Will you share? I like, I like what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice of you to say that. And then you engage. A hundred percent. Thank you for saying that. That's very important. When you're in on your phone or online, when you're in through the business suite, so it doesn't look like I am responding. It looks like Northstar is responding. You can come in, you can go into your social media pages as the organization uh, and actually comment back. And you should always, if you're trying to build engagement with your audience, you should be responding. Um, again, you don't want to be like glued to it. I just think that's so unhealthy. So just take a time of day like, hey, at the end of my work day, I set aside a half an hour to engage on social media. Some people are like really, really quick, but those people often burn out. And so I just want to protect you guys from burnout. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I just like, I did it for too long where I was like, this is going to like fry my brain. <laughs> like I'm constantly attached to my phone. My kids are like, there she is looking at her phone again. Okay, that is not good. So just set aside time in your day where you're doing that because if you're getting a really active engagement, like 
You don't want to be that person who's always on your phone when you're with your family, when you're with people, and you don't need to be. So I would say set aside some time, but re-engage. Like what they say, comment back, but you, you don't have to be on it all the time. You can do that at certain times. Um, it's kind of like if you're working in an office, like, hey, what are the standard communication practices? Can we respond in 24 hours to an email unless it's over the week, you know, non-work days? So standard kind of communication practices that you have, but engagement is super important. Um, and re-engaging with your audience is super important. Thank you. There's so much, there's so much to cover that I almost feel like, oh, it can be, there's my husband. It can be, it can be overwhelming. Does anybody, anybody in this room have any other thoughts or questions? Because that was so good to share. Anything that's been successful for you on your pages? Yeah. Yeah. Instagram. I mean, we had this reel, like, I mean, we're a church of, like, 200, and we had this Instagram reel go out, and it got, like, 35,000 likes. That's amazing. Our following went up from, like, 100 to, like, 2,000. And it was just a really creative inspiration just, or something? It was literally just the pastor's highlight. Like, what wow. he, like, I was like, okay, if you want anybody to remember, like, anything that yeah. you spoke about this Sunday, mm -hmm. and that's so good. This point, and so I took that point, made a reel out of it, and wow. put captions up, and put some hashtags, and then posted it. And you didn't have millions of dollars of video. I mean, that's the cool thing, right? Like, in some ways, it's super cool because social media has leveled the playing field. I don't need millions of dollars of video and lighting. In fact, sometimes it's better if I don't because it's more real. It's more authentic, right? It's just like our camera view. And our camera yeah. view, I mean, it's okay, but it's Yeah, not it's not, it's not, it's yeah, it's, but, but if, if you have something really valuable to share, like, then and it hits with an audience, it hits with an audience. So I think the most important thing is just to be showing up a little bit, right? And the biggest thing is being consistent. Like, don't, don't, like you said, what did you say, post and ghost? Yeah. Um, the other thing is like, if you want to show stability as an organization, you don't want a really unstable, inconsistent social media presence. So that's why I say master one and do it really well before you try to do like, I'm on five things, but I show up one day a week here and one day a week there. I would say it's better to just be super consistent on one and then get a flow and get a rhythm before you try to take another one on because it is a lot of work and I do think that people don't recognize the amount of work it's gonna take when they start trying to like, we're gonna be active on every, every handle. No, it's exhausting. <laughs> like, so try to master one and be super good at it before you take on another. And, and I honestly, if our team came to us and like, we're gonna do start doing TikTok, I'd be like, we don't have the team for TikTok. Like we just don't. Like we wanna stay super active on Facebook and Instagram. That's all I need. It's fun, but you're gonna run out of creative time. You're gonna run out of energy. So, um, so just kind of mastering that one. Any other thoughts or questions about social media? Okay, I got seven minutes. I'm gonna just do a really quick, um, how many of you guys are using email marketing? MailChimp, any kind of, okay. I just wanna challenge the thought that a lot of people outside of the digital marketing have, which is like, it's not important. It's not that big of a deal. Nobody likes emails. I hate those spammy things. You know what, do you guys have like two or three emails that you do actually open and check from like a store that you shot, uh-huh, okay. I have like two stores that I love that I do, I do open their emails and their text things. I do unsubscribe from most of them, but guess what? I shop more and more at those two stores that I actually open up and look at. Um, so just to encourage you guys, this is not something to just throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, I know it seems old school. I know it seems like nobody opens it, but there are entire groups of people that actually, if they are attending your church and you don't have, like, we don't have an app. If you had an app, that might be a little bit different, but like, we don't have an app. And so it is really important for us to get communication out in different formats. Not everybody's on social media. A lot of people left social media <laughs> because of how toxic it can be for people's mental health. So not everybody is on there. And um, they do check that. One of the things I really challenge churches specific, or anybody really, building your email audience. If you are doing outreach events, if you are doing a woman's event, a youth event, anything you can do to capture people's emails from outside of your church to engage that audience is powerful because you are creating a communication flow with them. So if you have 
Um, and this is really basic, you guys, but not I, I, it's important. We use MailChimp for our churches uh, and we use Planning Center. So anytime we do, we did a trunk or treat. If they were coming to our trunk and treat, they pre-registered. We had like 3,000 people come to a trunk or treat. I have now 3,000 people in my community's email to invite to Easter later that year. That's important. They're not gonna maybe follow my social media page, but if I do a really good job crafting good emails that add value, that are interesting, that they're interested in, um, I might see them at Easter. And so I just wanna challenge you guys, use the, use the email list, build your audience, always, always. We have, um, a church in the community, it's not an AG church, they're actually really good with marketing. They're in our area, they will put out like, I'll just say, um, goodfridayservices.com. And you don't know what church it is, you don't know who it is. You go to the page, guess what? Some people like it, some people don't, but it's a good example. You go to that page, well, if you wanna register for the Good Friday service, you have to enter your information. They're launching a campus in our area. They are good. Anybody who went, the 500 people who went to that Good Friday service before that campus launched, all had to register on email before they came. So when they open their campus in the fall, they now have 500 people's emails in their community that they're gonna to invite to their launch. Um, so thinking of it that way, if you're gonna do outreach, like don't just have them come and have no way of capturing that audience and have no way of re-engaging with them. You hope they'll like come back. You hope they'll see your social media, but they might not. And so anyway, that you can grab that audience. The other thing to do is um, when you're engaging that audience, be consistent. Once a week is a nice flow, but do not blast them with stuff they don't care about. So segment your audience. You can put tags on your audience. We did a big business leaders event at our church. I tagged all those business leaders under that event. I exclude them from my church emails that are like only for internal audience because they're gonna all unsubscribe from my email if they start getting the kids ministry update. <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they don't care about, they don't have kids. You know what I mean? So, so segment your audience. I have women's. I only send women's events to the women in our church. I don't send it to the men because they're going to unsubscribe and they're going to disengage. So segment your audience, men, women, kids, youth, business outreach, trunk or treat outreach, whatever it is, so that you can really craft the communication to the correct audience. Um, and offer more than facts and details um, with the women's group. Like we share different female, female business owners in our community that are writing books, that have shops, that are promoting, helping with their adoption. We have cool stories of what women in our ministry are doing. So we share that kind of a stuff just to engage them in another creative way. Um, watch your click rates and open rates. You can read reports just like on social media. Who's opening what emails and why? Like you can see, are they clicking on links? Are they signing up for growth track or not? Are they signing up for that event or not? Are they signing up here or are they signing up somewhere else? Like where are they engaging? It's just a report. 30% open rates are great. Um, last thing, chat GPT. I'm not gonna go through this, but I gave you some steps for social media content creation. Super, it looks really complicated, it's really not. This ChatGPT, uh, if you go to Jasper, you can literally start creating like for your Canva, for your Instagram where you want an inspirational quote or an inspirational this. If you're doing, we're doing a series on anxiety and depression. I could literally be like scriptures on anxiety and depression. And then I can download, I can pick the ones I want, I can upload it in a Excel or a CSV. You can put it into a CSV, like an Excel uh, document. I can upload it into Canva, have a preset template. I now have, you know, on Instagram, like the page, it's every other one is a pretty block or picture. It literally can upload them in there for you and create like 30 days of content in about five to 10 minutes. So, I mean, that's just mind blowing because we all know how much time it takes to create anything. So start starting to utilize that. It's very simple. Um, and it's just, there's super simple steps that you can follow. So. Yes. All right. Any questions? Anything else? I have a question about the email. So when you are following and getting into the video report, is that for free? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just now getting into email. Yeah. 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 If I could get on the internet down here, I would show you my own reports that I can look at. Right. Yep. But it'll show you, you can just go back and it'll show you what's working, what's trending, what's not. 30% open rate is great. Um, build your list though and, and just track it. So... Any other questions? I'll be here after if you guys have them as well. So thank you guys.